Hello and welcome to episode 49 of A Beer with Sam and Peter. Peter, I've said it every episode, I'm going to say it again. 49! What a number! <laughs> We're back! We're back! <laughs> back! Yeah, it's been back. so long! It's been... What, like two and, weeks? Uh, three weeks? Feels like weeks, forever. Well, I don't know, it's been, it's, it's been a while. It's been an extended hi- hiatus. Yeah. This that podcast, is for sure. like, like life... Is a, is a fluid and ever-changing beast. And so, and sometimes <laughs> we just take breaks. <laughs> um, but we're back. We're back. And then we're going to be going and again. better than ever. Back just after tax time. Get yep. get those returns in. <laughs> People. Yep. Friends. And now we'll just talk about tax for 50 minutes. What's, what's your number one top tax tip? Uh... I mean, ask somebody for help. I guess we might. <laughs> I'm not. I think taxes might be maybe one of the top ten things that like regular people do that I know the least about on the planet. Tax. I've I've How many barely ta- done any of it. Have you ever filed a tax return? No, I always I always come under whatever limit they have, oh, and yeah, they so tell me they just... tell me don't do it. So. Don't fire one. Yeah, they tell me don't fire one, so I've never fired one. What's what do you mean don't fire one? Is it illegal? Should I not be? No, no, you should be filing it because you'll come under the threshold, so you get a bunch of money back, you moron. (laughs) Because absolutely, you're getting charged tax from your various employers that you've had. Well, sorry. Let me let me let me try this again. My number one tip (laughs) would be file one. Definitely (laughs) file a tax return because uh, you don't get money back otherwise. Yeah, you idiot. I don't know. Take it away, Pip. I don't know these things. I don't understand what's going on. Hello, everybody. Uh, you're joined by Future Peter here for the first time ever. Uh, we had a bit of a rant about tax and stuff here. Uh, it's not really worth keeping in, I don't feel. So, if you really want to learn some stuff about how the Australian taxation system works, well, I guess you can wait to the end. But, yeah, I've just cut it for convenience and flow of the podcast. Enjoy. Anyway, cheers, I guess. Beer time. Okay, cheers. Fuck. Cheers. Um, I don't know. You need to take over. I need to... <laughs> God. All right, now that um, now that tax is out of the way, we'll, we'll, we cut that, but essentially Peter gave me an angry lesson on tax. A tax return. I don't know. Did we cut anything... Who knows? Oh, you're it could just this. all be in there. I'm giving you many, Man. many times to jump uh, in. All right, beer and stuff. Yes, uh, we're drinking another Burley Beering. Yeah, Burley, Burley Beering Co. Uh, it's called Fig Jam. Yeah, it's a, recurring, India Pale Ale. a recurring guest on the podcast these days, Burley Beering Co. Mm-hmm. Not a sponsor yet. Yet, but, yet, but you never know. We have done three of them, Burley Beering Co. All positive. You can go look those ones up. Send me amounts of cash that I can forget to uh, to deduct on to your deduct tax. On tax return. <laughs> We're all over the place today, guys. We have so much to talk about. You just you just, you just brought every. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. We've got we've got so much to talk about this episode. I don't know. It's a. I paralyzed Peter with outrage. Yeah. It's, I've broken him. Yeah. This podcast is now just going to be over. Yeah, you I don't know. It's a out. it's a pretty good beer this week, I guess. <laughs> it is a good beer. So if you missed that through all the the bumbling, that's um, 
Burley Barunko's Fig Jam Indian Pale Ale. It doesn't actually taste like Fig Jam. It tastes a lot like... Which is a the, huge disappointment. It tastes a lot like the session owls that we've been having. Yeah. Like the three-quarter time session ale. It tastes I, a bit like that. I quite like that. I think you can probably track back through the episodes, um, for the episodes of the podcast, and pick out when I was in charge of buying beer, because it's pretty much just all this. <laughs> just all this, all the time. <laughs> yeah, you certainly have found a beer that you like. Yeah. Which is pretty much all I wanted to take away from this. Yeah. So it, it's... And it's anyway, we've got, we've got a... Rather than talking and rabbiting on about our lives, we're gonna we're gonna talk and rabbit on about other things. Yeah, um, and there's something that we forgot to talk about last episode, however long ago it was. And the episode before that, I and think. the oh no no the episode before that, we said we were gonna talk about it on mm. last episode, and then we could That's just right. That's right. Like we went to all this effort to go and watch Wonder Woman. Well, yep. you you I'd already I already seen it, so and, you guys... and then you went to all this effort to go and see it, and then we just like. For whatever reason, we're morons, I guess. Yeah. You forgot to talk about it. It's tough. Or well, we it, forgot to talk it's about tough. it. Sometimes, it was a collective delusion, I suppose. <laughs> Sometimes, um, like with the, with this podcast, we'll have weeks where um, it's, we, 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 you know, like we, we're just watching a lot of TV that we're enjoying, but it's been a thing that we've talked about already and it's in like season four or something of something. Yeah. Or it's an old thing that we're re- re-watching and we're playing the same game. We play Destiny. Can't talk about Destiny anymore, though. We probably will in the podcast. Destiny 2. The beta is tomorrow. I know. Try and hold... Oh, man. I might even stay up until 3 a.m. I don't know. Um, you son of a bitch. Just destroy myself. <laughs> uh, and then some weeks, we've watched like two... two like a, maybe two movies came out and uh, Peter's watched another show and I watched a show or played a game and then suddenly... There's so much stuff we couldn't possibly fit it in because we bang it on about everything and we can usually fit maybe three good topics in yeah. to an episode before we have to cut it. So sometimes we just miss stuff. But yeah. um, you may remember the episode before last, episode 47, Pete briefly mentioned um, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman and you were feeling like yeah, Luke like, the best about it. Yeah, we've now both seen it. Yeah, I, so I, I just had to see it because... Uh, yeah, me. Uh, Chris. We, we talked about it a lot, and our mate Chris, who is a frequent guest on the podcast, he went and saw it as well. And just, I don't know. I feel I. I it, we talked about it a lot, not on the podcast. Um, can I? Can I just? Can I just cut in here, as I often do, and say that um, we overlooked something shocking on the beer review, which is that this is seven percent alcohol. Burley Brewing Co. Holy shit! Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> Indian what the fuck? is seven percent alcohol, and it oh tastes—it tastes it just the same as every IPA we've it's ever 1. had. It's one point eight standard drinks. Sweet, good god! Sweet Jiminy Christmas! Yeah, you can certainly tell that we've recorded this episode after I've been at work all day, yeah. and you as well. Oh yeah, Jesus! My God. Anyway. <laughs> Fuck. That's good to know. And its ingredients include water, malted barley, natural hops, and patience. Well, now we've now we've definitely covered everything. Yeah. And I can taste. It's got the, an elephant, which is kind of cool. I can. I can taste. The anyway, rest. Wonder Woman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. So. Yeah. Chris, what, what did you? Th- what did you think? Because because yeah. I thought it was just kind of it was fine, but not amazing. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, you told me that, and obviously there were, there was all the like a, a uh, majority of people online talking talking this movie up. Yeah, everybody um, I spoke to really enjoyed it. Yeah. So having heard all that, I just decided we'd hold off on talking about it until I've seen it and I can form my own opinion. Um, it's not something I was looking forward to seeing, but it just sort of became a cultural touchstone that I felt I needed to have an opinion about. Yeah, I swore I'd never give DC any more money. And then we just then, keep giving the money. Yeah. yeah. It's rough. It's a... She's a, a, a harsh bitch like the sea. DC. DC is. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Movie, what did you think? Um, sadly, I think both Chris and I, Chrissy's featured on the podcast many times, came out... Um, Thinking that it was exactly what what we'd expected from the trailer, mm. um, it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't think it was particularly good. You know, it, it was. It was a. It, it, I I felt like I'd seen the movie three or four times before. Um, there was nothing new to it. It was repeating the same beats as many many superhero movies that come before it, and not the good ones. Um, it felt. It felt. I think. Chris felt even strongly about about this. He he came out. And I think the first thing he said was that it felt like um, watching a movie that had been made for the money, which is really interesting considering that um, the director it it was a massive passion project for her. Yeah, said that it was a massive passion project. She's been on many. She's you know done a few interviews now um, where she talks about it being a passion project. Although interestingly enough. The only thing I did like about Wonder Woman was the uh, casting and set design for Themyscira at the start. And that's all she talked about was casting these, like, she wanted to cast the Amazons properly, which I think she did. I mean, the only Mm. problem there is that Gal Gadot next to any of those people does not look like Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? She's a very, she's a very beautiful, she's the sort of, her accent and everything and her ethnicity really fit the role, I think. But I think the one thing I remember about Wonder Woman, aside from her being pretty not memorable, is that she's meant to be like, she's meant to be buff, right? She's meant to be like seriously, uh, like a, she's just meant to be wide and intimidating, like a female bodybuilder. Um, and I felt Gal Gadot was maybe just a little bit, a little bit too soft um, and round, especially like. Compared to everybody I around, I wouldn't her. call it round. Round. I don't that, know what you mean. That's a smooth? that's a mean smooth. Smooth is what I'm trying to think of. Yeah, not as like sort of gnarly and weathered as what the all the other Amazons were. Yeah, and I understand that's tough. I mean, like, uh, I don't think Christian Bale uh, is like six foot two or however tall batman's meant to he be he got massive you know what i mean he got but you massive can see that, yeah you can see that he put an effort in he That's got I mean. he got massive for batman though yeah not like tom hardy big as bane yeah but i mean bane's supposed to be like fucked huge yeah but he looked great like christian bell looked great and he looked he looked like as fit as batman would, would be i'm just saying like i understand it's tough you want to cast somebody who's obviously a good actor but I don't know. A little bit of the physicality wasn't there. That's not really the point. The reason yeah. I didn't like Wonder Woman was because it was just a really formulaic, grey, uh, completely predictable, cookie-cutter superhero movie. And that's, that's how I felt. I mean, the only thing that was remarkable about the movie to me was 
that they had a female director and a female lead, which which is good. I I really I, I'm I am happy that that was the case, but yeah. but that shouldn't be why a movie gets praise. And I I have a feeling that that definitely affected the level of praise that it got. To to a degree that I don't think it should have. Just because, you know, maybe it was a Winter Soldier thing. Yeah. Maybe I, it's just I everybody think, else saw it differently than us. I, but I, I kind of think it, it might be a little bit of, of a Winter Soldier thing. Because I, I agree that it was just very cookie cutter. It was, they tragically underutilized the setting. It, being set in World War One is a very, is, a, yeah, there hasn't been a superhero movie set in World War One. Mm-hmm. Um and that just did not come across at all, really. Um, no, I mean, and, it was, it was and Captain I, America. I, I really felt... One of the things that I really felt, and I, and I don't think you felt the same way, was that for a movie that was all about, like, female empowerment and female main character and stuff like that, like, all the decisions in the movie... Like, most of the major decisions and sort of driving plot things, were all those decisions were made by Christopher Pine and... Oh, I felt, like I felt I I don't know I I, I, I don't feel that I way. felt like it was really disingenuous with the Wonder Woman and Christopher Pine sex scene. I thought that I could have really done without that. That was like uh, cliched and annoying. So it was a, it was and it was an allude to a sex scene. Yeah, first of all. Yeah, I know because it was like an M-rated movie, but yeah. I I I I don't know. I disagree with that. I thought their relationship was good. I think if there was any theme. To this movie, I just thought that that's if that it, was pointless. Like, uh, what their their romance? No, but just like what was pointless? It just seemed a bit disingenuous, you know. Like they'd known each other for like a week, and I know it's a it's a tried and true trope in adventure yeah. movies and superhero movies and stuff. But just I don't know. It was maybe maybe just the one extra thing that made it too cliched. Yeah, that's not what I felt was cliched. I thought the massive boss fight was cliched. I thought Doctor Poison. <laughs> I didn't actually mind Doctor Poison. That was like came up. That was like said twice, and it was fine. Um, but still, Sam, Doctor Poison. I really enjoyed uh, the scene where uh, Christopher Pine's character is being what's well, got to be like being like a genuinely effective spy. I feel like that doesn't actually happen much with spies, uh, especially if they're a leading like leading man spy, like yeah. a James Bond type, like. I've never seen James Bond be like a good spy, <laughs> do good spy things. But when he's um, seducing, like he's just trying to keep Doctor Poison on the hook and and try to get something out of her. I thought that was great. He he slipped into, you know, like he saw her and tried to emulate what she wanted. Yeah, in, in like, and that's what that's what a spy would do. And and I think I thought he did that in a really effective way. That was a good scene. But I don't know it. It was just in terms of the plot, I found it, I found it like really, really formulaic. Now, I don't know. After thinking about this movie for a little bit more and talking it over with Chris, I think we both softened up. We both came to a conclusion that maybe, maybe this movie isn't for us, not for people. Who, yeah, absolutely not. Not for people who who were totally like ready and more than that, just like almost. I'm very familiar and comfortable with the idea of a female director in a big blockbuster and also especially something that's an action movie that doesn't that happens even less. I'm totally fine with that. I'm so fine with that though that I don't need a movie 
like the whole point is that hey look we've got a female lead and a female director like i i'm just ready for that movie what i really wanted was a movie where there was a female director and a female lead and it was an action movie but no one talked about it it was just good right Mm -hmm. it it, like like it, it had a good plot it was just good and everybody just forgot the gender of the director yeah, That's I, feel, I, feel I, like, I feel like there have been movies like that, like yeah, um, and it, and it, like Z- like Zero Dark Thirty, yeah, um, like pretty intense war movie that had a female director, and I feel like maybe maybe it was a bit young when all the like press and stuff around it was happening, but I feel like that movie was just was mainly talked about because it's a good drama, yeah, um, rather than. Oh, it's this female movie that made this war movie. A female director that made this war movie. Yeah. So, um, so even though I didn't particularly enjoy this movie, a lot of people did, and I think that's that's a really good thing. Yeah. Uh, well, at yeah. The, at the end of the day, I I'm, think that I'm glad if, more. Pe- I'm glad people enjoyed it. If this made money, I just didn't. If this made money, looking yeah. at it from a particular, like from a from a, a a only greedy standpoint. Um, which is what you should be thinking about if you're trying to predict a Hollywood decision. Yeah. Um, this made a lot of money and it was talked about a lot that there was a female director. And if this makes um, like Hollywood executives want to hire more female directors for action roles and, and, you know, and just different stuff and bigger budget stuff because they just think it'll get them, it'll get more people into the seats even though that's totally not the right way to think about it, I can't... That, that's a net win for me, yeah. right? Like, if, if if this is the movie, if this is the pill that I have to swallow so that five years from now, I do get my... There, there is more diversity and... Yeah, I do get the movies I want. Action films. Then maybe it's a good thing. Yeah. So I sort of... On this one, I would not recommend seeing it, I suppose, but glad it exists. Yeah. I, I I agree with that. Yeah. I just I don't know, and I enjoyed it at the time, but it's I don't think it's a good movie. Yeah, unfortunately, I go with that. Anyway, we should talk about the homework movie, which for this week was the uh, Korean directed Okja. Okja. Yeah, Netflix original. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, starring a lot of good people. Um, a lot of people. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Yeah, who, Tilda Swinton. I go back and forth on Jake Gyllenhaal all I th- the time. I I really enjoyed all him in this. I think he's a horrible leading man, but he plays a, a great villain and just a great quirky dude. Like the stuff that I've liked him in Nightcrawler. Um, I liked him Night in this. Craw- Nightcrawler was such a weird movie, but he did such a great job. Yeah, that's true. He um, entire he was he was the lead in that. Yeah, but he he acted that very well. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, yeah, so it's yeah, it's got him. Uh, who else has it got? Tilda Swinton, um, that that dude, dude from Breaking from, Bad. <laughs> uh, bloody, uh, uh, what's his name? Los, from Walking Dead. Los Polos guy from Breaking Bad. I'm trying to remember his name. He plays. Oh, um, um, it's on the tip of my tongue. You can go uh, Google it if you uh, want to stick to the podcast. Shit. <laughs> I know the dude. Yeah, Gus yeah. Spring from um, anyway, Breaking Bad. This movie- it had um, Glenn from The Walking Dead. Yeah, it did. Um, it had heaps of people. It had heaps of people. Um, and it was really surprising. It was not the movie that I expected to. And it, it, like it was it, it conf- because it's it's actually quite 
it's meant to be confronting and thought provoking. Um, the director is the guy who directed Snowpiercer. Yeah, I that I can I can a hundred and ten percent get that. Yeah, from watching this movie, uh, that the that Snowpiercer was directed by the same guy. I can completely understand it because you watch Snowpiercer and there are certain, like, it's, it's a, it's a style it's, where it's, it's, it's a it's very heavy handed approach to putting across a message. Yeah. You know? And it's also some very, there's some concept and that is entirely what the film is built around. Yeah. Like, um, in Snowpiercer, it was the world is dead and every, all, the entire world's population lives on this train. Yeah. And in Okja, it's, uh, this company manufactured a super pig, yeah, and that's that's the movie. Yeah, and in Snowpiercer, it's more of a general like in terms of the, the like the deeper theme. It's more of a general like class warfare. At, yeah, humanity and 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 how you know one group of people can can put have power over another group of people and you know living growing up as a third generation person who's been repressed or whatever. Yeah. And in this movie, it's just, it's completely it's about, um, factory farming. Yeah. Factory farming. And then on a, on a slightly lesser note, just in general, you know, conf- forcing you to confront the decision of, uh, eating meat or not, man, which I just, it was a real sucker punch to the gonads, Peter. At about like eight o'clock in the morning, I'd flicked on the rest of I flicked on this movie and just sort of expected it to be a big hippo wandering around and having, Having bonding moments, yeah, classy style. Because how it was marketed was as like, oh, it's this like live action Disney film. Yeah, but no, it's, it's Tilda Swinton says fuck about ten seconds in, and we're off to the races. Yeah, really. it's like there's a lot, there's weird violence. It's very mature themes. It's very and there's it's very lots of swearing. It's in very it. raw. Like it's very dirty. They 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 it, make it, a point to show you everything. Ter- scary for kids. Like forced mating. It was, like there's some there's some shit in this. It's such an odd, yeah, film, and I don't really know who oh, it's for because at the same time as all that pretty intense stuff, it's a pretty um, I I thought at least it was a pretty whimsical and uh like it it had some elements of uh Wes Anderson films where it's like it, all the characters kind of the way that they talk and stuff is all a bit. It is. It feels very heavily scripted. You know what I mean. I like, but it's it's not the kind of natural language that you find in a lot of films, which are going for, yeah. for realism and oh, they're telling a true story, blah blah blah. Certainly, Tilda Swinton um, scenes feel like that. And and all, all the all the scenes with like the when the girl is uh, she's living in the mountains with the pig and um, she almost falls off the edge of a mountain, but the pig saves her because yeah. it's a pig and it's her because best it's friend. It's super intelligent. Yeah. As well. God knows why you would breed a super pig to eat and make it really intelligent. Yeah. It, an odd film. Before we really get into it though, we should, we just say what the plot is, which yeah. was. I'm ready. I'm ready, Peter. Okay. I'm your apprentice. Please, please I'm do. I'm cover this one. Right, I'm not going to get sidetracked even right, once. All right. I'm going to unleash you. Okay. Go. <laughs> the beast. Um, so Okja is all about, uh, a company who, uh, decides to create a genetically modified super pig, um, but are worried about consumers, uh, not liking GM foods. So they pretend that they have discovered a new super pig somewhere in Arizona, I think it's in the U.S. somewhere. And, uh, they're going to send 26 of the best super pig piglets off to 26 farmers in 26 countries 
and they're all going to use their best, you know, their individual native traditional techniques. And then they're all going to come together 10 years later for the great super pig competition. Yeah. Where they're going to crown a super pig. What's really going on and, in and, a nutshell is And what is this is going to do is it's going to ethically solve the world's hunger problems. Ethically. Ethically. Yeah. But basically they're breeding a big thing to kill and eat. Yeah. Um, and then the story kicks off uh, really with Mija and Okja. Mija is uh, in Korea. She's a... I don't know. How old do you reckon she'd be? Early teens? 12, maybe. 12? Yeah, something like that. Um, and she's well, the granddaughter of one of the of the Korean farmer who got the Korean super pig, Okja. Um, and you have what is, yeah, I suppose that's whimsical. I wouldn't, I didn't find the rest of the movie whimsical at all. But the first, like, 20 to 30 minutes is her. It's, like, just establishing her bond with Okja and how intelligent Okja is. And basically just laying all the seeds for how like mortified and pissed off you'll be later when they horrifically abuse Okja. Yeah. Right. When the, when the big evil corporation comes to take the pig away and yeah. Uh, what I actually, what I liked about the movie was that I don't think the organization was particularly evil. Certainly in an exaggerated way, it's a company that um, it, I felt it could very easily exist and yeah. do- and does yeah but i th- i don't know i kind of disagree with that i think that they were built up to be the like big evil corporation yeah Jake Jalen sure. Hall's character especially when he's just like getting drunk and being really cruel to all the pigs and sure but that's something like, that's something that, that, that that's like that's the kind it's the kind of like evil character that would be in a kids movie where you have just like the sort of stereotypical, oh, they're just all about money and mm. really they're, they're doing this one thing, but actually it's, it's deceiving everybody. And well, like, that's, I, I just, I just felt that that's so far. That was the kind of thing that is, it is very kids movie. That's so far tracks for me as a realistic company though. And, and in terms of like the Jake Gyllenhaal character, those particularly just like shitty, cruel people exist within those. Yeah, like, I know. I know. Like I'm mass, not saying. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm not saying that it's not realistic. But it was very like there was no. It, I don't know. It came off to me like a kids' movie villain, where it's very straightforward what their motivation is. Yeah, and it's spelled out. They're a big evil corporation that's going to kill all the cute little pigs, and well, that they they created the pig to be something that could be farmed easily and provide a lot of food. Yeah, I know. It's it's it's. I think I think what makes Tilda Swinton's company really evil in this movie is the way that it's all framed and the perspective that you take. Um, I think that's part of what the movie's trying to do, right? Like, as a, as like a consumer, I think there are a lot of different other ways that you would have looked at that company where you wouldn't have thought it was a, like a morally good company, but you definitely wouldn't have been that horrified or taken aback, right? They've created this, they're farming this, 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 this like pig and... We've all seen chickens in 
like awful cages and shit. It doesn't seem that out of the norm. And what makes it really evil is, is showing you that really personal perspective of just one, that one little girl and that one pig. And then making you think about how that could be any of the pigs in there. Yeah. And, and even though they're not like hyper intelligent, like, oh, Joe, that could be any of the pigs that is, you know, that you're eating your bacon. Right. Like, um, it's the perspective that makes them really. Yeah. yeah, I I, I agree with you. I just think that this could very easily, if they'd toned down, if, if it didn't have any of the swearing Mm. and they toned down the violence a little bit, this could very easily have been. I I could see this this almost the exact plot be an animated like Cruella an animated, type an thing. animated Disney film. Like I would definitely not want. I would hope no kid sees this. Yeah, because it's it's not a kids movie. No, absolutely. But it but it is kids movie esque. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't see that. But I, uh, I mean. I don't know. Maybe, I, I maybe, get, I maybe get it's why because, you could think that. Maybe it's because of all the marketing and stuff for for it that I saw that was like very weird. Marketing. Oh, this is this is like a Disney movie, but it's yeah, but it's not. And I think it's 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 actually possible with this director that that was intentional. Yeah, that that was like that it was a it was meant to be a sucker punch to try and make try and like get their point across and, and make you think about everything. Yeah, I don't know. Did you think about, I mean, that's the movie basically. And at the end, I think it's a very, it's a very in keeping with the whole tone of the movie. Yeah. Finale well, so where so, she, so, she so basically, basically kind of the, the, the plot is like they raise the pig, they take away the pig, girl goes to rescue the pig, but also there's this, um, animal rights, group. animal right, like, um, Peter esque, yeah. like almost like a eco terrorist type group where oh, they, they so. go and pull off stunts and, um, crazy animal rights stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and that and that's kind of the movie, um, which always fails in the movie. I really liked that, but they didn't really. They weren't the reason that Ocha was saved at the end, and and they sort of fell. I really liked like that. It was brutal and and uh, real world. I loved that Tilda Swinton's sister. Did you watch the after credit scene? No. I didn't. There's an after credit scene. I have to go watch it. Yeah. yeah. I like I like The after credit scene is the, the main dude from the animal people getting out of jail. Good. And they're all on a bus going to do a, another another job. Oh, God. Yeah. What I liked about, like, uh, the ending is Tilda Swinton's sister, like, the way, how, like, dry she is about it all. Like, she just, she just swipe, sweeps up any sort of, like, childish hope you had about it. About what was going to be an outcome from this movie, you know, like there was a, there's a big there's a big thing where like the Peter group, the Peter terrorists, pull their big job with Octa and it pays off and everybody sees the injustice, you know, and then you hear see here Tilda Swinton's sister just talking saying like, oh, that'll get cleared up in a week, It'll, it's really cheap meat, tastes good, I predict we'll have a we'll have a good first month, yeah, like it doesn't really matter, let's just pump it out. Um, and you know, Okja has just gotten back it's because just, she's bored yeah. for more than her meat's worth because this whole thing has just been about profit. So that's how it works. And that, yeah, that walkout scene, that was the other pigs. That was tragic. Yeah. Only Okja's leaving. Everyone else is in there. Everyone else is in the there. And scene. then there's like the mum and dad pig who 
Yeah. Save their little baby. That's what I'm saying about this. That's the one thing that really, like, pulled me out of, you know, this whole, like, moral debate that I was having with myself is that, like, these things are, like, smarter than dolphins. Why are they smarter than dolphins? Like, what? Why? Because Have they been cre- created that way? Do you know what I mean? Because it's weird Disney movie yeah, shit. Yeah, I suppose that is know? Disney movie-ish. And it's just exaggerated to make you think about it. Yeah. But it did make it did make me um later later today after I watched the movie I was like eating my eating a bacon burger <laughs> and um and and having that sort of like debate I think it's something that did it did it make you think that you'd stop eating meat No, it certainly made me re redo the decision that I'd made and it reaffirmed like my opinions on that whole debate I think it's a I think it's a decision that that you should make. I'm not more ups- I'm not upset with people who have decided to eat meat, mm. and I'm not upset with people who've decided not to. I'm upset with people who have just have just avoided making the decision, right? Yeah. Avo- avoided thinking about it. That does seem seem wrong to me. Like with anything like this, like it's a moral, personal decision. And any way you look at it, it's arbitrary. You know, whether you, if you just if you decide to eat fish, then you've just decided. You what you really decided is there's there's a line somewhere that I've you know personally have to draw, like where I I don't eat something with it that I think has that level of intelligence. You know, and that's just an, always an arbitrary line, no matter where you draw it. Um, you know, you're not going to eat a dolphin. You know, you're going to eat a fish. But really, somewhere like you've drawn the line as actually exactly what you're going to eat. But yeah, that does really piss me off. I think my whole opinion on it is that I probably a lot more people should be vegetarian. I'm not, but maybe a lot more people should, because I, I've definitely, I don't know about you, but I've had it been brought up at a party and there've been people like who I've said, like, so would you, we've just decided we're just all eating chicken, right? Yeah. Like, would you kill a chicken? Oh, no. Oh, no. God, I couldn't bring myself to kill a chicken. Well, then you shouldn't be eating chicken. Is like, my opinion with that. You don't have to kill every chicken you eat, right? That, I know that's how life works. But you should... You should have decided that you you it, can kill one but yourself. If, if push came to shove, that you could do it. Yeah. And in my perfect world, everyone would do it once. Yeah. And if they couldn't do it, then you don't, that's it. You don't get chicken. I don't know. It did it. What I'm saying is, I guess the movie did its job for me. It made me think about that whole decision that everybody makes and how I felt about it and whether I still feel the same way. Um, and we're seeing Okja's farm and like that whole like forced situation. It did make me rethink it because I thought, um, I thought about the fact that even though I'd be cool with, with um killing a pig the way i would do it is like respectful and 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 i you know as as painless as possible and you know i'm thinking in like a like like a uh traditional like a small farmer's thing like a you know like you have a relationship with the animal it has it, you try and make its life good and then you, you're, it's a serious thing that you're in, you're in charge of its death and you take it as a, as a serious thing. 
and all of that, right? But uh, I, there's no way I can actually guarantee that any of the stuff that I eat, especially if I eat out, for instance, has been killed in the way that I would be okay with it being killed, right? Yeah. And that made me worry about the decision I made. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What's, what, yeah. Are you, what are your thoughts on it, Peter? Because I've just like talked for like 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Now, like the more the more I'm thinking, like sort of when I just getting back to the movie and not the the sort of inner meeting yeah. and the message it's um, somewhat heavy handedly trying to convey. Um, sort of coming out of it, I didn't have any particular feeling about it. I thought it was okay. I had a big feeling of I really wonder who this movie is for. In, in in the sense of all the things that we've just talked about. Of, is, is it a Disney movie? Is it for adults? Is it... Yeah. Um, like, who, who is this movie really for? And so the more that we've talked about it and the more I've thought about it now, um, I think it is actually a pretty good film on the, on the face of it, really. Yeah. Because it is a very... It's an interesting premise. It's well acted. It's well made. I think... I think I would recommend it to people to go and see. Yeah. Getting back to the philosophical, do you want to, uh, is farm food good? Is it bad? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like it's one of those things that, as this movie very rightly points out, it's one of those things that you don't really think about. And, and maybe you, you should. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think I think the world probably would be there would be less pollution, blah blah blah. If if the population was more vegetarian, at the same time though, I'm not going to stop eating meat. Could I kill a chicken? Probably. Could I kill a pig? I don't know. Probably. Would I ever want to? Probably not. I just. It is one. It it is a hundred percent one of those things that is just easy not to really think about. Yeah, yeah. And is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I uh, think I think it's this... like I'm not going to stop eating meat. Sure, factory farming and stuff sucks, but a lot of things suck. <laughs> I like having electricity, but coal is really bad for the environment and is polluting the earth. I like having a job. But my job relies on stuff like coal mines and industry, like big industry and and stuff like that. Like yeah. it, it is very hard to live your life as a conscientious human of the earth. You know what I mean? Like there, there are all these different things that really we should all be thinking about and and doing better. But it, but it is such a such a difficult thing. Yeah, you know. Like, no, but, but I think that having something to spark off, off a thought like this movie every now and then is probably good for us. Yeah. To, to have a yeah, think about I, it. And I you, agree and, with that. And yeah, you, you probably would have a really tough time trying to think about, um, the moral implications of everything you do every moment of the day. Um, but... Uh, thinking about one or two every now and then is probably a good thing. Yeah, and, and, I think and, and, and ha- having this sort of conversation, you can really see why people don't 
Or at least I can see yeah. why why people don't. I think this is one of the think toughest and talk things about, to think about. about these kind of things. Probably one of the toughest moral quandaries to to talk about is is the meat one because I think it's it's like it's it's a really tough one for someone to to answer and like to feel okay about their Espe- especially like nowadays. Yeah, but um. I don't know. It's probably it's probably not a good uh, not like our place to just like talk about specifically yeah, our decisions that we've made. And I've tried not to do that. I I I I did it a little bit, but I I really wanted to more make the point that I think I really do think people should each at least make a decision. You know, because if you make the decision to eat meat and it's an it's like an informed one. Um. I think you'll at least, at least, you know, like you probably won't waste as much meat as you would normally. And that's probably a good thing. You know, you, you would have a little bit of a more of a, a sense of the importance of importance of everything. And, and, um, if that means that you don't, you don't buy too much mince and then throw it all away or. That's only a thing that you do though, man. Yeah. I don't do that. I mean, I, I, I try to avoid that specifically. I just don't eat leftovers. I, I, I try and buy, like, enough just for me and to hit it on the nose. But that's a totally different thing. But what I mean is, like, it's it's good to think about it. It's good to have a decision. And it's good to know, know where you stand on it. Because if you've never thought about it, or even worse, if you've... If someone's... If you've watched something like Okja and slightly begin began to think about it and then purposefully tried to forget about it that's that's cowardly and i think you and i think that's not not good you should you should go you should think about this and make a decision one way or the other eat all the meat you want this just be informed about your choice you know like stand behind what you're doing don't just hide it hide it that's what i got from this movie does that make sense? Is that not... Is that too something? Is that too, like... Maybe it's a bit intense. <laughs> it's a little intense. I know. I don't know. I, so, found, this, so, I found this movie really intense. So... Yeah. So, so now... review. Now, we're going to move on and talk about something that's fun and happy and uplifting right after these messages. <laughs> our messages are... Well, no, we're going to go up to... Yeah, no, right? just... Our messages are nothing. <laughs> Hello, uh... You're listening to the sultry tones of future Sam and Peter. Yeah, it turns out future Peter sounds like a weird sex therapist. I just, the future, I'm future Sam. I sound like regular Sam. Nothing much has happened to me in that small amount of time. But Sam, you could be future Sam. I like this. I like this future Peter. <laughs> anyway, we should we should move on with our message. Yeah, um, we just wanted to interject here uh, and... Um, Give a shout out to two, two, two special boys, two special Melbourne boys, uh, men, I don't know, uh, Nick and Jake, uh, who are fans of ours. Hi, Nick and Jake. Uh, you get the first shout out for a beer with Sam and Peter. I know this is super weird and awkward, but this is the first time we're doing this, guys. We just want to say like, hello, thank you. Um, it's awesome that you're going to have a beer with us. We're a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to say, future sultry Peter? No. Oh, good. Thanks for listening. Anyway, hi, Nick and Jake. Enjoy this train wreck.
Indeed. <laughs> Sundry. And we're back from our non-existent sponsor cut. One day we'll fill that, potentially with, with Burley Brewing Co. Yeah. I don't know. Who would you like to be sponsored by? Any brewery. Literally. <laughs> anybody. Literally. Well, yeah. Literally anybody, but yeah. especially any brewery. Yeah. I'd for love sure. To, I'd love to be sponsored by some of those, like, you know those fringe podcasts? Like, some of the stuff that's just a little Like, like a sheets, sheets company or a oh, there's so many. shaver shop. Have you or... noticed that every podcast is sponsored by, like, a sheets company? It, it's, it's, because Casper Mattresses, like, man. How many times have you heard about Casper Mattresses? Also, yeah, I mean, so I'd be happy advertising And, like, Blue Apron and... Uh, also, totally happy, by the way. Nature Box. Yeah. All those things. Look, like... at, look, at, look at us, Nature Box. We're doing the job for free. Audio books. Nature Box. Where you can get... I can't even remember the snacks. That's how many ads I, Nature Box ads I've heard. There's, like, pretzel pops and pineapple bites. There's, and... um... There's, uh... Lentil salt and pepper... Salt and pepper pop pops. Yeah. Um, something nom noms, dark chocolate nom noms, maybe something like something that. Something like that. All these things that are only ever really in America. Yeah, they're mo- they're mostly American things. That's true. I would love to be sponsored maybe by Me Undies, just so I could say like today I'm wearing the camo under like just just to really I feel like that's something that would make you uncomfortable, and I thrive on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing blue underwear today, sir. I can't remember what color underwear I'm wearing. I'm wearing red underwear. But I was wearing green underwear earlier. But you changed it because you soiled yourself? Or <laughs> what's the go here? <laughs> Nail on the head. Very complete. Uh, I came back from work and uh, had a shower and then felt like if I put on the same you, underwear you that like... I've been wearing, then I'd have to have another shower before I went to sleep. You were just like... So if you must I, know... I, I, I deserve this. Yeah. I, I, I've worked hard today. A nice, fresh I... pair of underwear <laughs> some to cr- cup my essentials. <laughs> just some crisp <laughs> yeah. new undies. Exactly. See, I, that's why it would be great speaking to be sponsored of, by that company. Of, because we'd have conversations like this all the time. Damn it, Sam. I was about to transition gracefully. <laughs> Okay. No, I want to. I like my transitions, as we all know. So go for it. Speaking of crisp undies, we're going to talk about Spider Man, I guess. What? He wears like a jumpsuit. I suppose. Um. Yeah, Spider Man. <laughs> <That's laughs> nothing. The, Just the, nothing. The, I get nothing from you. It's the worst. Help me out here, Sam. Crisp underwear. Oh. We've reached the plateau. <laughs> Spider-Man, I guess. Ah, oh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, it's a good man. movie, right? Everybody go it's... see it. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Moving on. No, I have to talk about this because it was... It was... It was perfect. Peter? Like, it, it for, in terms the, of what I wanted from the Spider-Man movie, it was perfect. the Spider-Man movie you never thought you'd get, but you... No, I never always I, wanted. Never, never thought I'd get it. Uh, sp- like, I, Sony was not the... The hero that I needed. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. I, I guess I've touched on this a little bit in the podcast, but I've been... A... We, before we really get into it, we should explain what the general plot is. It's Spider-Man. So, so this is this is Spider-Man following on from Captain America Civil War, yep. where it was kind of first introduced, played by Tom Holland. Yep. Um, Adorable he, British man. Uh, Tony Stark goes to get him, and Tony Stark's in this movie, but I mean, it's it's a Spider-Man movie. It's a Spider-Man movie. It's um, part of like that, that phase two of Marvel where they, they want to have 
a movie where you can have a few characters uh, drop in that you they just assume at this point that that you know. Yeah. Like with Thor Ragnarok, that's going to be another one, right? Hulk's in it. I think Doctor Strange is slated to make an appearance in it somewhere. Yeah. Um, Which is going to be interesting how they, they bring that in. Yeah. But in terms of describing the plot, it's Spider-Man, man. He Well, that's helpful for fucking everybody, okay, well, man. Well, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming follows uh, Peter um, having, you know, after Civil War, having uh, just is, is, sort of maybe kind of... Is he a teenager? Is he he's an like older a... man? Is he an actual <laughs> spider? Give us descriptions here, Sam. <laughs> actual spider. You know, there is a... Um, a brief a character in Spider-Man called uh, Man Spider, like Man Bat. Yeah, who is a hideous mutant Spider-Man? He kind of looks like the Spider Monkey from Spy Kids too. Anyway, that is unfortunate for that guy. It's, it's, yeah, it's really not the way you wanted it to go around. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, in, in Homecoming, uh, you know, it follows more of a traditional Spider-Man route. So uh, Peter is in high school, um, and uh, it it. Basically deals with Pete um, trying to prove him, try, try, like trying to come out from underneath Tony Stark's like oppressive wing and um, like be a fully fledged superhero. But I think mostly it's it's done on a very like classic Spider Man level, where, where Spider Man's always been that kind of that superhero where um, everybody treats him as just like. And like just another guy in New York City who's doing his job. Like if there was anybody to walk down the street in full superhero dress and say hi to a couple of people, shake some hands and buy a bagel, it would be Spider-Man. Um, and I think this is a really great opportunity to do a Spider-Man movie as well because it's at a time where like the only Marvel movies we get are, uh, are from Avengers, dealing with Avengers problems. Like... It's been shit threatening the world at large and just like a bigger scale thing. And part of like it, it, part even, of the theme even, with this Spider-Man movie is that that um, when when you're essentially, I guess, at war, um, you can forget the sort of lower level things back home. Um, and so, like that that that's sort of where Michael Keaton's Vulture comes from, where he's he's this lower, he's slight, like lower level villain who, um, is taking advantage of no one looking down, you know, when, when they're worried about bigger things. He's been doing this for how long does he say? He's been doing this for like five, like ten years, ten years how, like, how, since since the first Avengers movie. Yeah, however long has passed, and no that. one's noticed. Yeah, because they're dealing with with more important shit. I don't know. You know what? I don't know really if I'm going to be good. If I'm going to be good to really talk about this movie because I just, I I loved it, man. Spider Man's been a huge thing for me, and I've always been excited every time a movie comes out, including Amazing Spider Man Two. I genuinely was like, maybe it'll be good. And I've always been disappointed, and this has just been great. Like everything, like down to the credit song at the end and how it played, I may have teared up in the darkened cinema. How good was the ending? Like the final scene. Oh man, it was good. That's actually a really good point. Like the final, like thirty seconds of the yeah. movie are what, like 
the best final 30 seconds of a superhero movie almost <laughs> ever. I think. Oh, but everything, everything about this movie was exactly where I wanted it to be. Like the local level of Spider-Man. What, what makes Spider-Man good is that and, and how funny he is and how much he cares on like a, like a street level. And, um, oh, the actual very end scene, the after credit scene for Homecoming. Where you see Michael Keaton's, like, vulture... Spoilers! Spoilers. Yeah, sorry, spoilers. Um, protect Peter's identity is very Spider-Man from the comics. And you wouldn't know this if you'd watched any fucking movie from Spider-Man. Like, that's the Spider-Man's been in. I mean, maybe Spider-Man 2, I guess. But there's a real personal relationship between Spider-Man and a lot of his villains that you don't get with a lot of superheroes, like a weird um, understanding and friendship. Like one of my favorite panels in Spider-Man is one where he's sitting down next to, oh man, I really think it's the Shocker, but it could be someone else. Um, and he's like put his hand on his back and the, and the Shocker's saying like, I don't know, man, I just got a lot of anger <laughs> building up since I was a child. And like, like Spider's like, uh, I mean, it's okay, man. It's, it's all right. We all, <laughs> like, um, I, I really enjoyed that. There's like a mutual respect that goes on. Um, one of the themes, apart from just science going wrong, which is a big theme in, in Spider-Man villains, but it, in Spider-Man villains is like, there's, there's a human element to them. They're relatable. Um, and I think Michael Keaton was really relatable in this, in his yeah. way. He was very clearly a bad guy, but he had this whole like, he, motivation he, of he just being a, like a parent and... He was for... Compared to almost every other villain in every other Marvel movie, he was a good villain. Yeah. Like, for me, the, the boxes that this movie ticked, that that most other superhero movies get wrong, first of all, um, it wasn't an origin story. Yep. Like, bloody fucking Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, the villain was not just evil, world-destroying... He had a understandable motivation and they spent enough time with him on screen characterizing him that um, you actually got to understand a bit of his motivation and, and they did that very well. Well, the first scene was, was with uh, the Vulture. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was it was funny. It told, even apart from it being a superhero movie, it told a very kind of relatable like high school coming of age type story um and it, it just i don't know it just it just wasn't terrible it, yeah as it, uh, on, on the face of it like it it, it really just captured <clears throat> what it was what it was meant to capture man it was it was great it was the, like the ah oh, the um everything that happened with his uh high school friend was just great. I, I loved their relationship so much. Yeah, it just didn't re- it, it 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 didn't rely on any of the old tropes of Spider-Man as well. Like we didn't get any of the origin story stuff. There was no Uncle Ben. <laughs> oh, ben With great die. power comes great responsibility. Yeah. I heard they like, caught a little bit of flack over the decision like, to have a younger Aunt May, but I think that's that's fine. Yeah, it just all really fit and came together so well. I, I like to, to they they ha- they didn't have the with great power comes great responsibility thing. Yeah. Um, 
Like they kind of had, that was very much a theme, but they didn't come out and blatantly say it, which all the other Spider-Man movies do. Spider-Man Tom Holland was a good Peter Parker. I think that's just been something that, that has been just weirdly difficult for, like for, for the studio to do. I think there's been something wrong with Andrew Garfield was definitely much better choice for for yeah Toby like Toby those original choice. those original Spider-Man movies they came out in a very different time yeah um when like now nowadays there's been so many superhero movies it's, it's you you don't have to get over that thing of why would I go see this this is like a dumb comic book for kids movie yeah whereas at, at the point, time Spider-Man like, yes. was like this is a comic book movie, but it's like it's dealing with mature themes. Like it's it's for kids, but it's yeah mature themes, and adults can get something out of it too. Sp- and and um, I mean, Spider Man Two was um was I remember, I you know, like was was good. I think at the at at the time, um, I enjoyed it. Because it was a live action, you know, it was a fairly new thing to have a live action superhero movie like that one with a big budget. Um, and it was a good superhero movie, right? Like, like in terms of like, when I went there, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed like the, the villain and the powers and the costumes. Um, but it wasn't a very good Spider-Man movie. And that was, yeah. that was justifiably probably like overlooked at the time because Hey, it was a it was a good it was a good yeah it did good, and, and, a good and superhero. I, and I movie. think a lot of those earlier superhero movies were a lot more focused on rather than being about what fans really enjoy about the the comics and those characters in the comics. Yeah, and being more about it. It's Spider Man, but it's we're going to make it a bit more accessible and um, bland almost. Yeah. I mean, look at look at the the ones that the movies that really started everything along with Spider Man. I mean, X Men, one of the very mm. first superhero movies. Uh, it's not very X Men at all. And in fact, if you watch the early like X Men, like the Brian Singer X Men's back, they're kind of shitty. But um, just at the time, it was enough for everybody just to just to see actors with like guys with superpowers fighting other guys with superpowers in a superpower movie. That that was. That was the achievement at the time. It wasn't. Yeah. No one was really too yeah, you, fussed you, about capturing. You look at the, you look at the first X Men movie compared with Logan, and you yeah. it, that really actually I think is a very good yeah. example of how far superhero movies and that whole genre has yeah. has come. Because Logan yeah. is actually very like it is genuinely very Wolverine. It feels true to the character and the tone, and and it tells a. It, like the fact that it's Apart a superhero movie is in the background now, and, yeah. and, and we're all focused on whether it told a good story, yeah. And just like, as an aside, it's set in the superhero universe. Like that's what how we judge things now. It's very different to how we judge things back in the day. Hmm. Um, I remember people just talking about how awesome it looked, like Spider Man looked swinging through buildings and stuff. How they got that right. And it was. I don't know, but this movie, this movie's. I mean, I, I would yeah. urge anybody to see this. One, one of the things take I take your kids to see it. Whatever. One of the other things I really enjoyed about it, which I wanted to just quickly mention as yeah. a bit of an aside, was how it was a movie that had real depth in that it wasn't just everything going right for him. 
And and although it had the very stereotypical like um, rise, everything's going well, yep. has a setback and then overcomes it. Oh man, there was still genuine, or at least it seemed to be genuine consequences for the mistakes that the character made, and that really overall that I think is po- possibly the greatest achievement yep. of the film is that it does what all superhero movies do, where it has that that like three act structure but there is still some lasting consequence to it and Mm -hmm. the world is different from where it started off and all the characters are are, are different and have undergone yeah like realistic and believable on in in a cinematic movie sense change that didn't seem that doesn't seem convoluted and um and and unbelievable i suppose and talk like just talking about um, this movie doing uh, like doing Spider Man right. Peter Parker never ever gets things to go his way. Like talking big Spider Man themes, never has it worked out for Peter in the end. He's just always getting beaten up on. That's that's how he was written. Um, I think there's a story whether it's true or not where. Stanley was trying to come up with, like was was coming up with him and someone or someone was talking about it or he actually has experienced this in his house you know when you've ever stood it on a stood on a spider and just like there's a second where you think it's dead and it gets back up the things can take incredible punishment and that's where he rooted the character he didn't like see a spider spiders don't really swing from webs like he didn't see any of that and go like I want to make a superhero it was the tenacity of just getting like beaten on yeah. And it, it's to come back. And that that's how he wrote him. He never quite gets the girl. He never quite, like, it doesn't... Um, and, 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 and then, like, that was his New Yorker character. That's how he could sell that to New Yorker audiences. People who were just trying to do their goddamn job and, uh, like, are always browbeaten. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you watched the movie and thought that everything didn't go right for him is just a, another glorious thing for me. You know, it's just... God, it was it, it fit really well, and yeah. like talking about like, best, like favorite scenes, there were almost like there were so many for me. But uh, I genuinely, I, I think you you said you you of you thought of, like you knew this was going to happen, but because I was just enjoying this movie so much, I didn't I didn't like pause to do what I normally do, which is just like predict the shit out of the movie and ruin it all for myself. And I genuinely, this is spoilers, like big spoilers, didn't see it, didn't see it coming that that Michael Keaton was his girl. Big spoilers, his, big spoilers. Yeah, Michael Keaton was his date's dad. I didn't see that I didn't coming see, either. Sorry, uh, that, that was such a great, genuine surprise. Oh, and that I was car just like, trip was so good. Oh, shit. And then they played it off so well oh, where it was yeah. just like Michael Keaton. Knew just, straight away. He just knew straight away. Yeah. Because that's such a... Tro- that would have become such a cliched moment for a superhero. Like, if he has no idea. But, that, yeah, he just knows straight away and that tense conversation, like, uh, car ride was done so well. It was all... It was all just good. But, yeah, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. I loved... I loved all of Toomes' henchmen. I loved the techie guy who's also, like, the brother in Orange is the New Black. Um, you know, like his, his the guy, the guy, the, the guy that played everything. the shocker, both shockers, 
<laughs> yeah, both Shockers. But, but the guy that played the Shocker, that actor, he's really good in season two of Fargo. Okay. He plays a really interesting character, like, cool character in um, in season two of Fargo. Uh, just, just as an aside. Yeah, oh, man. Also, I watched season three Loved of Fargo it. this week, <laughs> and it was... And it, fucking fantastic yeah absolutely fantastic i think if i keep talking about it i'm just gonna keep like par- like saying it's yeah good, I, so. I, I really like genuinely generally i don't like being overwhelmingly i don't find that i have that many opportunities to be overwhelmingly positive about yeah things but i came out of the movie thinking that was genuinely great yeah like i was so surprised that i enjoyed it so much the after credit scene mm-hmm. was so good as well. Uh, Man, it, it was, it was, yeah, it was one of those things where I, it was I, better than Deadpool. I'm buying, yeah, I'm buying that on, on like, that'd be something I buy on like old archaic DVD just to have, just to have as a relic of a time where things extraordinary, extraordinarily against all odds of this cruel world of television and movies went absolutely right and uh i love those moments i remember like finishing like the second episode of westworld and having the exact same thing where i was like oh fuck this just went i'm just like unimaginably right (laughs) you know like this shows wow this exists and it's done so well um that's the feeling i got when i when i finished this movie it's great I urge everyone to see it. Go see it twice. I don't care. Go see it three times. I'm going to push it on everybody at me. Yeah. It's good. And you can watch it with your kids. It's fine. Yeah. So I think we're going to just move on. I'm going to power through a couple of things really quickly because we've we've been going for far too long. Yeah. Um, So as as I briefly mentioned just before, I watched season three of Fargo. Mm -hmm. Um, So as Ewan McGregor and Carrie Coon. Um, this season, it's uh, another one of the things where it, sort of the thing with Fargo is it's it's the um, anthology series, so it's not connected to any of the other seasons of Fargo. Although yep. towards the end, there's a character from season one of Fargo that that comes back. It's uh, it's um, kind of like uh, American Horror Story. Yeah, you've seen that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. American Horror Story, True Detective. Um, yep. it's an anthology series. Um, uh. The villain in this one is played by um, the guy who played Professor Lupin. Ooh. And he is a really... It, like, one of the things that Fargo does so well is the... And Ares. <laughs> and Ares. Yeah. Fuck, I hadn't thought of that. Um, <laughs> one of the things that Fargo does so well is the... Um, it, is it has, like, really good villains, and this season is no exception. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was really good. I watched the end of American Gods... Which right. I'm disappointed to report. I don't think overall the series is that great. Which is a shame because the books, uh, the book is is very good. Yeah, it's just I think it's just too low budget to be yeah. to be as good as the source material deserves. Well, it's a very it, it's a book that I never would have thought would have been a great idea to turn into a a, a TV show. Um, to be honest, like it's. It's very strange, and it's got a lot of weird, surreal uh, settings and and like and characters and things that happen that I, I couldn't imagine trying to translate 
into a live action like TV series. Maybe maybe an animated like a high budget animated series. I could see. Yeah, I I don't know. I just. It, it, it is really weird and it's interesting and I'll probably still watch it when the second season comes out, but I just, it, it just wasn't as good as I, like, the, the first episode sets it all up very well and then I just don't think it really hmm. goes anywhere. What else do you want to talk about? Destiny 2, as an aside. Yes. Uh, you want to talk about that? We just want to no, push no, through we'll, your stuff. We'll, we'll push through. Des- okay. Destiny Two beta comes out like tomorrow. That's just for anybody we'll, who we'll cares, talk, really. Yeah, episode episode fifty. You'd best believe that we'll be talking oh, about. That'll yeah. be a big Destiny Two segment. Oh yeah, you can yeah. believe it. Um, I started watching this show called Legion. Yeah. Uh, which is an X Men show. Yep. It's set in like the sixties or something. Professor Xavier's son is yeah. Legion, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. He's always been a Kind of a boring character in the comics because he's just been a bit mopey and a bit crazy and a bit all powerful. Yeah, um, and I mean that that is kind of the character in this, but it's like the the way the whole show is told is it's meant to be like sort of from a I guess crazy person's mm. perspective. Always so, a cool a cool premise. It, so visually, it's it's really really interesting, and it tells this twisting turning story that's just mega super weird and it's not really an x-men story at all it's just kind of a show it, it could be any other show really like it even without the x-men license it could just be about a guy who has superpowers but is also a bit crazy like yeah. uh, this weird twisting turning story where you don't know what's real and what's fake and um, do, do is he this all powerful up? guy or is he not and all these kind of crazy things none of the other characters there, there are other X-Men but they're not any of the ones that we really know like right. there's this guy who can he can I probably um, know okay well it's this guy who can um, he can control people's dreams the um, Sandman sorry uh, memories oh. he can he can like look back through people's memories Oh, okay. I don't know that guy. I know there's a guy called the Sandman, but um, there's a guy who um, he sh- he shares a body with someone. So he has this girl that like shares a body with him, which is a weird concept. What? Um, there's this girl that when she touches someone, she swaps like consciousness into their body for two hours. It's like all about the, mental manipulation. Like. Yeah, it 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 well because it's meant to be like there were some of these people that were in like a mental hospital. Yeah, um, which makes sense for um, some of their powers. Yeah, there's yeah, uh, bloody um, Jermaine Clement <laughs> is in the show. Yeah, he's excellent. He plays a coffee machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, then, yeah. Get yeah. me some of that strange. <laughs> yeah, it's just a super weird show. Super enthralling to watch. Um, I'd love it just, to watch that. I, it, if you love like weird stuff like The Mighty Boosh and, and things like that, it's it's not weird in the same way, but it's just it's just an odd show. Is, is there Definitely easy... not for, for everybody. Definitely not even for people who are like... Oh yeah, I like X Men. I like superhero stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna watch this show. It's 
almost unlike anything I've really seen, anything else I've really watched. It's just super weird. You should definitely go check it out. I think you would really like it, actually. How would one watch this show? <coughs> like, who makes it? Uh, it's made by Fox. Oh. Um, yeah. So I think it's on Foxtel, maybe. I'm not sure. Well, everybody now has Foxtel... Foxtel now, right? Because yeah, Game of Thrones Game just of came Thrones. out. Yeah, it might be on there. Yeah. Um, could be on FX, maybe. I don't know. You don't know? All right. I've got to love someone at work. <laughs> One to Google. Um, yes, absolutely. Well, you know what, though? Game of Thrones is out, Peter. Yeah, season seven. Season seven, can you believe yeah. it? Now, before you, turn still al- going. before you turn away... We're not going to talk about any spoilers. Yeah, we never spoil Game of Thrones. It's been our policy throughout all the seasons that this show's been running. Um, over like we, we, I like to just say like whether like what you thought whether it was like good or bad or, and and anything from the past seasons is sort of free game. I think is how we sort of like think about it. But uh, yeah, yeah, Game I, of Thrones season seven is. I, out. I don't know. I don't really want to talk about any specifics. No. even from previous seasons. But I just want to say that like it was great again. If you've never watched Game of Thrones and you like our podcast and you like similar stuff to us, Game yeah. of Thrones is kind of. It's it's one of those shows that I'm astounded ever got made yep. and ever became the phenomenon that it is, and yep. I'm so incredibly glad that it did because absolutely it's just got such like they've got a reduced episode. Um, there's a reduced number of episodes in the current season yep. so that they can have a bigger budget for each episode, which they just have. I to. think you know they just have to. Yeah, with what I, I think it really the happen. bigger budget showed even for this episode which as far as game of thrones episodes well bloody go it didn't have a lot of big set pieces but yeah like a lot of shit happened you know well you know what what i will say uh because i don't believe this is spoilers in any way is that fucking ed sheeran was in this episode yeah what the fuck so so go good luck go watch that because ed sheeran was in it and it was a little weird to be honest he was he i don't know it was like weirdly his whole cameo was weirdly just like it was one of those cameos that really stunk of like he just wanted to guys be there. in it yeah like like he he doesn't like even Ed really Sheeran, do much Ed Sheeran wandered on set and said can I be in Game of Thrones and they were and like, they were like, sure, like oh yeah fucking sure you're, you're Ed Sheeran I guess yeah yeah weird <laughs> but it was good um, what we should talk about though uh, for all our Australian listeners is um, is uh, how we watched it because. And it's been a really problematic thing in Australia, and I think we've talked about it before, that some people, obviously not us, um, would be pretty justified in their priority of Game of Thrones up until this point, if you live in Australia, to be honest. There was never a... Like, no one got their shit together with Foxtel or HBO and and presented a reasonable way for someone who doesn't want to watch anything to do with Foxtel to watch Game of Thrones in Australia. Yeah. Um... And now they sort of have. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's still a Foxtel now, solution. Now you, now you can get it on the Foxtel on-demand service for yeah. 15 bucks a month, which is pretty good, really. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Like, it's like a slightly... they're, they've, they've only recently rolled out, like a month ago, the new Foxtel service. It's still the weird thing where it has all that you, you can choose all the different packs. Yeah. But, but if, you, if you pick the pop pack... Uh, that's the fifteen dollars a month. That gives you everything you want to watch. I mean, speak- Game of Thrones. It gives you all the HBO stuff. And while you're there, if you haven't watched another gem that's amazing that's been made, and is I think probably one of the greatest achievements in television history, 
Westworld is also available with the pop pack. So yep. you, could, you could watch that. Westworld, The Wire, The Sopranos, lots of good things. Hey, hey, True Blood. True Blood, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've never watched... I should watch that show, I suppose. Yeah. The first season is uh, is just exactly what you'd expect. It's like, you know, Twilight. T- Twilight t- yeah, yeah. But then after that, it becomes... Um, Tw- Twilight with, like, actual sex scenes? Yeah. And then it just takes a crazy turn into something that is phenomenally fun <laughs> it really it really kind of changes are there werewolves in it there are they're kind of oh, ter- they're, they're kind of terrible and she does fall in love with one of them and they do fight each other <laughs> uh, you really not sell it to me Sam. i know okay so what else what else can i say about it quickly to sell it to you um the uh, no one. Everybody else seems to think that this whole relationship that the main character has with this one dark and handsome vampire is vomit worthy as well as you do. Uh, a lot of characters express that, and the rest of the characters are not at all like that, and they just sort of get on with their shit. Right. Like Alexander Skarsgård's vamp- like vampire Eric, who is fantastic, used to be a Viking, got bitten, and has spent his entire time just fucking killing people and learning nothing, absolutely nothing about like loving humans or anything like that he's fantastic one of my favorite scenes in the show is like four seasons in where he like he's murdered like three dudes and there's just like parts of them in in his car and he's like just driving along and some like pop like uh modern music for him comes on and after a few minutes of him looking serious he starts to sort of like really feel the vibe it's like bopping his head he's like wearing some dude's face as a hat and he's just like bopping along <laughs> i don't know it's good. weird there's some good stuff in this yeah uh but yeah like uh, yeah that, that's Fo- how you watch but, foxtel, but yeah foxtel is like they're finally made it like reasonably priced for people to watch game of thrones yeah it's like and it's, then it's the first episode came out last night and the Foxtel servers were down. <laughs> now I watched it. I watched it when it came out on Monday, and I, I watched you were like just in early enough to, to no, get there. I watched half of the episode at six, about six thirty. Yeah, and then I went off to have my dinner. Came back. I did some stuff. I did some washing. Started to watch again at about nine o'clock. Finished off the episode. Had no dramas. Yeah, I on the other hand had a lot of dramas. Yeah, it 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 looks like what happened. About half of the people that tried to watch it last night couldn't. I'm sure now you could, and it is on demand, so you could just watch it a day after or, or something like that. That's not the point. You want to you want to watch it the I night off so you I can know. go and talk with everybody at work about it's it. It's probably not going to happen again, or like two. One would one would hope that it's not going to happen again. Yeah, and I actually took that as a fantastic sign. You know, like we've all everybody has been talking about Australia as if we like. Oh, you filthy pirates in yeah, Australia! Yeah, as if we like just this hive of uh, internet scum, piracy, scum, like and, scum villainy. and villainy for fucking Moss Eisley over here. When in reality, the reason that we've specifically pirated this one show, because it's like our numbers aren't, it's not that same sort of trend reflected in everything, like how much Australians pirate other stuff compared to other countries. It's just Game of Thrones. Yeah, and the reason is because there's no way to get it, and. Everybody knows Game of Thrones fans. Like, I want to give Game of Thrones some money because I love it and I can't believe it's you know it's gotten made. But what I don't want to do is give Foxtel a bunch of money to for get their, like a TV for their shitty fucking service. And yeah. it is a bad service. Yeah, like without a doubt, even the streaming service they've got now, they didn't have day one like as it when it first came out, they didn't have HD streaming of the 
of the episode, you had to watch it in standard definition, yeah. which is just like so you, which meant that you could get a you could get a higher definition version of the episode quicker <laughs> by illegally torrenting it than you could from any other yeah. Foxtel thing, which is really kind of unacceptable. Yeah, but um, it, it's such a huge step in the right direction. I'm willing to sort of. It, it's like it's like anything. I stopped pirating music once Spotify came to Australia. Yeah. Um. It's once like, Netflix came to Australia, I stopped pirating TV shows. Like. Yeah. It. It was. It, it was. If, out if you of make if you make these us. if you make these things easily accessible in a way that can consu- like. Consumers feel uh, like there. They- there are a lot of arguments against Spotify and Netflix saying that they kind of devalue some of these creative endeavors, but really, like... I don't think that's been the case at all. I think movies like Okja that we Spot- watched... Spotify, maybe. Maybe. But movies like Okja that we watched, like, and, and the kind of stuff that Netflix invests in... You know why some of Netflix originals are amazing? Like, why Stranger Things exist, but also why some really shit Netflix original things exist? It's because with their, yeah, one, with one their model, Net- they just they just give... Like directors and writers a license to do whatever the hell they wanted. Uh, you want to like you you wonder why when you go on Netflix everything's like radically different, different points of a star, versus going on pay TV and everything's sort of the same. It's because like there is le- way less influence in, on Netflix. I'd say yeah. they value the yeah. artist a- level a- more. Ab- absolutely, they give a lot of projects that really would not get off the yeah. ground in, in Hollywood or regular TV studios mm. absolutely they they give them things like so, something like bojack horseman i don't think would really get no, made no way it, it somewhere would, else like I think there, there like, has been similar sort of things but rick and morty got made that's true um but i don't think but, a, i but, think but, a lot but, of this but, but bojack horseman it's it's yeah. not rick and morty at all no it's, got it's a much far more serious sort of yeah, and it's a tougher sell when you make something like that, and you say yeah, and you say oh, I made a cartoon and it's serious yeah, something like Orange is the New Black. Yeah, I, I, I think, think I think before I, 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 it, it is one of those examples. I, I think all these shows, all those shows would have gotten made, but they wouldn't have been as good. You know, they wouldn't have been affected or done down. It wouldn't have been in the same way. Oranges and New Blacks, like, raw parts that really, like, make it what it is. Like, those, it's a lot of moments. It's a lot, you know, it's a lot of prison. It's a lot of moments of just, like, talking and lucidity. And then and then you get a tampon, like, lodged in your burger by someone who hates you. Yeah. That's necessary to have for that show to work the way it does. And and. and- and and stuff like Game of, uh, sorry House of Cards, um, oh, yeah. the, all oh, all, yeah. all of these shows are designed like they are very custom designed for something like like Netflix where you can, where you just watch it all yeah. at once at once as well. Whereas so so it makes for a very different sort of TV viewing experience. Than, to, to be fair, HBO and there's no like ad breaks and and that kind of thing. To be fair, if you wanted to make a show and you wanted to make it R rated. Or you just wanted to, to have some license with it. Um, before Netflix, you probably would have gone HBO or Foxtel. Yeah. Right? That's, they've got bit, enough money to, yeah. to to back something that's a little risky. Um, anyway, we're getting a bit off topic. The main thing is, guys, they finally gave us a kind of reasonable way to watch Game of Thrones in Australia. And uh, 
like surprising to no one, so many Australians got on board for the first episode that it, that it, it crashed. crashed Fox Elsa. Yeah. If that's not a positive indicator that like we just needed a good way to watch it, I don't know what it is. Yeah. So if you haven't watched Game of Thrones like the the first episode yet, I totally understand actually. By the way, because no one told me. Like I had to remember myself this season, and every other season, um, everyone was like, everyone was like, yeah, it kind of crept up on me a yeah, bit. Yeah, telling just me like, every other. Oh, minute. suddenly Game of Thrones comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Um. But, but um. Go, but, yeah, go yeah. on Fox now and have a look. Two weeks free. They mean uh, they've been very smart and giving everybody a free trial for the first two episodes of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, and it's you can cancel at any time. So basically, what you're looking at is you're going to pay thirty dollars. To watch um, the whole season of Game of Game of Thrones this uh, this season, and there's all these yeah. other things that you can watch. Yeah, and then you and then if you like, you can cancel it. It's it's fairly reasonable to me. It's probably a little bit cheaper than the DVD yeah. it's going to be. So, um, but anyway, that's all we've got time for because we've kind of actually inadvertently ended up yeah. almost recording two episodes <laughs> well, for got, the price of one. We've gone so long because uh, we want to have you go have like something for you guys to chew on. Um, while we're while well, I'm away again next week, I'm yeah. Away in New Zealand. So so there won't be another episode for what in until our fantastic live episode, episode spectacular. 50. Yeah, look out for that on our Facebook page. We'll be giving details on when that's going to happen. Yeah, and we're actually going to be live streaming on Facebook. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle. Oh, it. I'm excited. I don't know if our camera is going to be able to handle it. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. My internet's going to be able to handle it's it. It's all going to be a big experiment, yeah. and it's going to be good fun. Um, and if even one person tunes in and comments, it'll make my entire podcasting career. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so watch out for that for sure. Uh, the homework ep- uh, movie for that episode, yeah. uh, we're going to do... We're going to do Braveheart, Peter. Braveheart. Because we wanted something a little epic to talk about, and we thought... Mel Gibson screaming in a sometimes passable, sometimes really, really bad Scottish accent was the was like the in, right in a movie voice. that that is really ina- like inaccurate as well. <laughs> because Sam, I'm ready, man. Sam, they could take our lands, but they, they can never can take never our take our freedom. freedom. Oh. so that's we're gonna say that so many times. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be great. I might just like lead off the episode by screaming freedom just to peak all our audio levels and really fuck everybody up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That that ought that ought to be great. I can't wait to live stream it, guys. So if you like uh I think by all means maybe listen to this episode in two parts. Um maybe don't listen to it in the two parts that we break it up into because the oh, first part's is, probably gonna be rambling. This, but... this is gonna be such a garbage edit. Yeah. But anyway, we love you all. We Check love- us out on Facebook and yeah, uh, for, Instagram. Follow us on Facebook especially. Facebook.com slash a beer Sam and Peter. Download us follow on SoundCloud. Us. Yep. Um, if, if you're going away to New Zealand, you can still download all our episodes on SoundCloud and have them ready on your phone. Yeah. Even if you don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Samson Media Mike is on. Hello? And welcome to a Sam with beer and Peter. <laughs> All three things are still there.
Good. I'm just... I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, like, flabbergasted that you thought that because you earned under the tax-free threshold, you've never filed a tax return. Well, we've all learned a lesson from it today. Okay, so here's... I'll, I'm going to explain this to you. Are we going to talk about tax? Yes, I'm going to explain this to you because I feel like it's one of those important things and I might <laughs> I might cut this out, but I really feel like we <laughs> need to have a this... This is a dangerous thing to start We need to have this conversation, a... Sam. So... Your employer will tax you at a will uh, your paycheck that you get at the end of every week or fortnight or month or however you get paid by your employer. Right. Will take they will withhold a certain amount of tax from your paycheck as if you had earned that paycheck for the entire year. So, if for example you're working full time at a job but you only work there for two months and you're earning like what would be the equivalent of 50 grand a year. Yeah. You will get taxed at the 50 grand a year tax bracket, but in actuality, because you didn't earn that much, you are entitled to get some of that tax back on your return at the end of the year. And one does gets the money back by filing a tax return. Yes. Okay. Yes. So worth Googling, worth Googling. And because your employer should have had your tax file number, most of these records should actually be on the government website. If you log in to the Australian Tax Office website, it should have a lot of this stuff pre-filled from previous years. So you can still file previous year tax returns and get that money. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. How, do you, how do you not know this? If, some, if you go through life and no one tells you, you you're don't a, know. You're a 23-year-old functioning adult. Well... <laughs> I guess we've learned that only one of those statements is true. Functionally, yeah. maybe not. I'm just... Well, I, yeah, I've never... I'm just never absolutely... It, it's really easy if you don't actually have that much... If you don't have any... If you don't have to make any deductions on your tax return, it's really easy to do on the government website as well. I'll do that. Yeah. How quickly do they get the money back to you? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I... I don't know, a month. It takes them a while to, to process it. If they're processing back taxes, then probably it'll take a bit longer. But still, like... Okay. It's money that you that is there that you're entitled to that you should be able to get back. Okay. It's probably not going to be much, but... Yeah. Craziness. Good to know. Did you ever get a group certificate from your other jobs? Don't know what that is. We'll have to... T- so, maybe. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. We'll cut that. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I should just leave... Oh, Jesus. People people might be interested in this, but uh, yeah. No, we'll cut... Sam, we'll, we'll Sam cut. just got a, a lovely tax lesson from me, yeah. and... If you want to learn how tax works, maybe we'll release this as an extra. Yeah. Maybe I'll just, like, cut this bit out and tack it on at the end of the podcast. Peter just basically told me what tax was yeah well you know what a tax return was i have a rudimentary understanding of i'm still we're gonna have to we're gonna have to recut this now again 